This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey, everybody. Jonah here with our Thursday episode of the week, these sort of fun mini ones uh, where we're giving you guys all the Scene of the People content that you could want. Tuesday being our main episode, Thursday our second of the week, and then our third, which is This Week in SOP, aka This Week in Scene of the People, where we dive into some of the inner workings of the podcast, talking a little bit more off the cuff about our guests, some of the stuff happening on Instagram, and of course, things happening in our personal day and lives. That one is, of course, patron only. So if you want to support the show, support us, go to our Patreon and sign up for that. As always, this episode is brought to you by Mindset Wellness CBD. Our code seeing other people gets you 10% off and free shipping. Without further ado, this is Noah from Spooning with Spoonies podcast. We're talking about dating with chronic illness. Let's jump in. I host a podcast called Spooning with Spoonies, which is about dating and relationships with chronic illness. And um, so I interview other chronically ill people um, and share their stories about this topic and how they navigate stuff and um, kind of promote the like chronically ill love stories that we don't really see in the media. Um, and yeah, I started this podcast because I'm chronically ill myself. Um, and I was like, you know, dating and stuff a few years back, um, a year or so ago. And I was kind of like new to this 
honesty thing. I had hid my chronic illness for years from my friends and everyone in my life. And so um, I remember like I was um, going on a date the next day and I just was like kind of freaking out. And I was like, well, like, what if they ask like why I can't eat certain things or like why I'm taking time off from college and like all these different things. And so like I called my mom freaking out as we do. (laughs) And um, and uh, I literally Googled how to date with chronic illness. And um, like nothing came up. So um, yeah, I was like, well, I, I just remember thinking like, I wish that I could like, I saw a few like couples and stuff on Instagram. And I just wish that I could like ask them questions about how they communicate and like, right. what do they do for date night? And what do they do for fun? And how do they ask for help? And like all this stuff. And so yeah, I decided to start this podcast. And um, yeah, that's kind of <laughs> how it started. That's really awesome. I love that you were like, well, Google's not giving me the answer and I'm not the only person who has this question. So I'm going to help answer it for everyone else. Yeah. (laughs) Googled it like we all, everything (laughs) always, right? Totally. For those unfamiliar, what does it mean to have chronic illness? And for our listeners who might not be, you know, aware of what what that is. Yeah. So um, a chronic illness is generally um, defined as any medical condition that lasts for over a year and requires ongoing medical care or limits daily activities or both. Every day looks different. Um, So, you know, something we talk about in the chronic illness world is just because I did yesterday doesn't mean I can today. So, you know, one day you can go hang out with your friends or, you know, be in school and take a test and the next day you can be bedridden. And so some people have flares, which is like periods when their conditions worsen. Some people just feel sick every day. Some people reach remission, um, which is like a temporary form of recovery or like a lessening severity of um, their illnesses. So it really varies. And um, many chronic illnesses are invisible. So you wouldn't know just by looking at somebody that um, they are chronically ill unless they use mobility aids. And even then you might not know. Um, And I think that the main thing I think that unites most people with chronic illness is that We have low spoons, which um, is kind of how the name came about. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with the spoon theory. No. I heard a little bit about it. Yeah, cool. So um, it was like, I don't know what the like original story is, but this uh, woman, Christine Miserando, I I looked it up before this because I was actually curious who started it. But um, she was like trying to explain to a friend of hers, like what living with chronic illness was like. And like in desperation, she like took a bunch of spoons out of her kitchen and was like, so basically spoons are like energy. And if you to do like everyday tasks, and if you are a healthy person, you wake up with an unlimited amount of spoons to do whatever you choose to do. And if you're sick, you wake up with a limited number of spoons. So let's say you wake up with like 10 spoons and you get up and you get dressed and that's two spoons gone. And then you take a shower and that's probably like five spoons and then go to the doctor and that's, oh, you're out of spoons for the day. So I think that that is... Um, something very common and so chronically ill people call themselves spoonies which is kind of how the slam words came about um and yeah I think living with chronic illness is just like learning ways to adapt and live well alongside chronic illness in and create space for it in uh, a society that wasn't really built for sick people and advocating to be able to do that whether that be like with your doctor or your friends or dates or school or anything like that. When it comes to like dating and relationships, how have you learned 
whether it be through talking to people through the podcast or just as you've like continued to date and stuff, how have you learned to navigate that? Cause I know I have friends who with any different mental illness or like I've had friends who have cancer and they're like, I don't know how to date somebody because I don't know, like how, at what point do I tell them? Is it lying if I don't tell them like how, yeah. like, so how, how have you gone about that? Yeah, that's a good question. And that was like my main thing like that I was curious about coming in and it's the main thing people always like ask about I would say is like how do you talk about it when do you bring it up and I think that like it's so different for everyone and I think that that's something important to like emphasize that there's no there's no rule book I mean there's no rule book to dating in general right people like to say that there is but um and I think that a lot of people like I've talked to a lot of different guests and some people like have it on their dating profile and some people wait until they're like exclusive with someone and in my opinion, I don't think it's lying because I don't think you owe anyone anything. And it's not, um, you know, I heard someone say like once talking about this, that like, you know, Chad isn't expected to like tell his whole like trauma on the first date, you know? And so, um, so firstly, I don't think it's like lying. Um, and it's also not like a dirty secret. It's not a burden. Um, so, but I think that like, for me, I tell I like to bring it up like sooner because it is a big part of my life and it does affect my day to day a lot. So when I bring it up sooner, it allows me to kind of show up as I am because then otherwise I feel like I have to make up like weird, like excuses, um, which I've done before. Uh, like there's the infamous, like a guy asked me to a date event once in college and I, I couldn't go because of chronic illness. So I told him my brother was having toe surgery. Oh my God. <laughs> like, <it was> <laughs> I mean, like he was, he had an ingrown toenail. Um, so I felt like it was like, not like too far from the truth, but, um, so yeah. So I feel like if I like bring it up earlier then I'm kind of able to just like bring up parts of my life and I don't feel like I have to hide it. Um, and I bring it up in like ways that like, um, like how I am passionate about it. Like usually I talk about like the podcast or like advocacy work I'm doing or whatever. I don't usually like bring up the specific chronic illnesses at first, just because like, there's a few of them and I feel like they wouldn't know what they were anyways. I bring it up like as it affects my day to day. So like, you know, in specific instances, like, um, you know, if I might be like, I don't know, like need to drink some salt water or something, I might mention like the specific chronic illness related to that or like the uh, symptoms or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think that I've gotten a lot more like confident talking about it and realize that, like I said, it's not, a, it doesn't make me a burden and um, having confidence around it is attractive. And that like, however that person responds is not a reflection of me. So you guys know that I struggle with confidence. I'm always my biggest critic. And when I notice something about myself that I don't like, I can't stop fixating on it. I'm working on all of this, but it can be hard. A year ago, I noticed that my hair was thinning and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment. When I would look down in the shower, I would freak out at what I saw in the drain. That's when I opened up to my best friend who happens to be a doctor. And she said two things that changed my life. The first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing. The second is that she told 
told me to try Nutrafol. And so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair. And honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family 10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right, all right, I know that everyone has their hands up. And I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history 
history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. I love that. Love that. Yeah, I love that. Um, By the way, that last thing you just said about how a person responds is not a reflection of you applies to that's like yeah i want to write that on my wall or something I i was talking to somebody last night and she was like what did she say she was like oh she texted me she was like actually this is just i mean wait wait you were talking to somebody were you talking to somebody else or were you talking to her no 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 this is somebody else you're talking to somebody else no, I a backstory. Saying, Jonah recently met his wife. No, no hold on. We're we're all jumping I, way too. We're way, coming way too. All I said was someone texted me. I didn't say I was talking to somebody else. I, somebody texted me. No, that uh, you're. You, this is immediately being taken out of context. I excited. You're like, you're like the Jewish mom who's like you're like <laughs> sees like a text message on your phone from like somebody of the other gender and is yeah. like. <laughs> I literally just said 10 words and a lot of just accused me of talking to somebody else. This is what we're dealing with Noah. So no, this person like reached out to me because she and I like went on one date in like September of last year and she's really cool. Um, she reached out to me to like send me some text about something. I, I don't even know. And then she honestly, and this is just sort of like some, some juice here. She was like, should we start having casual sex? She says to me. And cause we had, had, just listen to the conversation. <laughs> we had had something to that effect. Like six months ago, I think I had her up being like, Hey, maybe I'll take you up on that offer of like, just wanting to have casual sex friends with benefits. And then nothing ended up happening. We never ended up like going down that path. And she hits me up last night and she asked me if I'm interested in, in this idea of bringing up the casual sex again. And I say to her, um, Hey, like this is, you know, uh, don't really know what to say, but I'm like, I'm talking to someone who I really, really like, and I don't think that'd be a good idea. And I really appreciate you like considering me for casual sex, <laughs> but like, I, I, I don't think I can do that. That wouldn't be healthy. And I really like this girl. And she like kind of blows up on me is, but is not the right word, but she goes like, wow. So you didn't want to date me at all. And like now this person, like, I feel like such a like piece of shit. Like, and I'm like, whoa, 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 Damn. whoa. Like, and if I were to tell the truth, the truth would be one of the things I did notice about her. I think she's really awesome, but she does make everything about herself and she takes all the blame and she's like, no one wants to date me. No one wants like, and I'm like, you're looking at it the wrong way. I'm, I was never rejecting you. I turned down a bunch of dates and have told many people that I'm seeing somebody who I really like has nothing to do with you. It has to do with the fact that I have met someone who I really like, right. wasn't expecting to, because I openly told her, I was like, look, I think a couple months ago, I was like, I'm not looking to be in a relationship. I mean, we've established that on the show and I wasn't. And then I had to explain to her that like, I was not looking for a relationship. Then this magical, weird unicorn type shit happened. And 
Yeah, but she took everything. She's one of the people who takes it all personally, but like it could not be further than that. It had nothing to do with her, which like people want to be, sometimes people want to be about them in a neg- even if it's going to affect them negatively. Yeah. Um, I forget how we got on that tangent, but I thought it was a fun tangent. Nonetheless, it was relevant to <laughs> just what was going on. No, I think that's, I think that's such a good point. And I've, I definitely feel like I used to be kind of that person. Like, um, and I used to like take everything like personally or like if they like didn't respond like be like oh my god like did I say something or whatever but um I definitely did like a lot of work and like kind of explored like different things about codependency and stuff and like realizing that like we can't control how other people see us or think of us was like super freeing but it's definitely hard to do so I it might be like a um it might be an age thing. Like I was the same way. Like if I got rejected I, and rejection is not even a word that should exist. No one actually gets rejected unless you're like auditioning for a Broadway show. I don't believe the word <laughs> rejection applies to anybody's life. Like hot apl- take. Well, applying to a job, I like I, applying to a job and then not taking you isn't rejection. You didn't have to apply to that job. You just didn't fit the role that, that they wanted. Rejection, rejection is just like what we interpret you know, it's not like yeah. what they're saying about us. Yeah. And, and so, and so what, like my, my, my point is like, I hit a certain age where I was like, Oh, it has nothing to do with, yeah. It has something to do with me. And I used to think it had to do with me. And I get like kind of frustrated when I hear people say like, they didn't like me. So, you know, they, they, they broke up me or ghosted me. I'm like, I'm like, yo, uh, narcissist over here. It has nothing to do with you. It has to do with like all the shit going on in their life. They don't give a yeah. shit. <laughs> so like you're in your own head about it. And like, that's kind of harsh, but like maybe it's the truth. I mean, once you, I don't know, I don't know where I'm going with this, but no, I get it. I get it in my own head too. I know I've seen even in the last like six months, I could think of maybe three times where I've seen somebody that I have gone on dates with in the past that I was into. And it, we obviously didn't work out, but I've seen them post with their new girlfriends and I do take it personally. I'm like, well, like why, like, why not me? Like what was wrong with me? What did they have that I didn't have? But it's mm. not about me. It has nothing to do with me. It's Correct. about that. Like we weren't right for each other. Correct. But it's so hard. Like in the moment, it's so hard back on track. Noah. <laughs> so you just mentioned everything that you've learned about dating with chronic illness and how you handle it. So let's flip it around here. So what if I am on a dating app and I, or any, any way, which I meet somebody and I start going on a few dates with them and then they let me know that they are chronically ill. How, what would you want somebody to know about dating someone with chronic illness? How should they, or can they best react and be there? through the, like through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So I think like the, a general thing firstly is like, in terms of like what people should know about like dating and chronic illness is that chronically ill people do date. (laughs) Um, I think that it's like a misconception that chronically ill and disabled people don't date. And I think that's because of just like a lack of representation on like TV shows and stuff of chronically ill people. And especially when it comes to dating, um, And I think that, um, like, I'm just waiting for that, like, you know, like teen drama or whatever with like a chronically ill lead and like, she's chronically ill, but like, it's not like all hospital beds or anything. Like she's just like everybody else and she's dating and like, you know, (laughs) like we need that. Um, and so I think that like, so I think that that's the first thing. And also like 
I think disabled people are also are often like infantilized and stuff in the media. So I think that, yeah, that's the first thing is that chronically old people date. <laughs> and I think um, also like realizing that like chronic illness doesn't have like a look. Um, so I think that like, if you want to compliment somebody <laughs> who's chronically ill, just say like, you look good. Don't like qualify it with like, but you don't look sick. Um, which is something like common that we hear a lot because, um, which is like, okay, if you've said that, like, you know, but um, I think like, first of all, if you say that, like you're equating sick with unattractive and that just goes back to the mm. thing of like chronically ill people like date and are attractive and we're like human, you know, like almost 50% of the population is chronically ill. So you probably have a lot of like chronically ill people walking around in your school or like your work that you don't even know. Um, so yeah so i think that that's the first thing and then in terms of like if you're like if someone like discloses or, or talks about chronic illness like on a dating app or in a dating context i personally think that it's okay and it's encouraged to ask questions um like respectfully of course but i think that a lot of times people like think you have to like tiptoe around it and um of course everyone's different i personally like when people ask questions like um something my first guest said is that she's interested in interested people and so like I always say that um, because I think it's like the first step to being like okay this person is like accepting and they want to embrace this and they they like um, they are interested in this thing about me I think in general people want people to be like interested in things that are a big part of their life and so um, yeah and so I think also that like opens the door like I was saying before like not having to like feel like the person like doesn't want you to talk about this or like that you have to like hide this part of yourself because like I said before, it's not like a dirty secret. Um, it's a big part of like what has shaped me and has given me so many like tools and qualities and stuff. So, um, so yeah. And I think just like talk to the person directly about it and like ask them what they're comfortable with. Not everyone's going to want to like talk about it right away or maybe even at all, but just like asking them. And then also, can, can um, I ask a question? Can I ask a question just yeah. right there? Yeah. So in the vein, of, in the vein of, that, of that curiosity, you know, I'm a curious person. If I'm on a date and which I won't be for a while because I'm in love with somebody, but if <laughs> I'm on a date and someone with someone who says they have chronic illness, yeah. what's the appropriate thing to follow up and say, okay, well, what does, what does that mean? And like, what type of chronic illness do you have? Am I allowed to ask that kind of question? Because it sounds like it's a blanket term for perhaps a lot of different symptoms or, or something, you know, something to that effect. Do, do you see them? Yeah. Do, does that make sense? Mm-hmm, yeah. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone, presently has your back. 
Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from, and if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, season 15, episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. I think, again, like it's really individual for me. I can only speak for like me personally in this case. I, and it's not like a bad thing. It's not like a no-no, but I personally like don't like to like go into like the specifics of the diagnoses because like I said I have a few and it's just like feels like I'm just like giving over my like health record or whatever um but like a good example would be like okay so I put on my dating profile like a picture of me podcasting and then of Mm -hmm. course like people will ask like what's your podcast about like in the first message and I'm (laughs) like oh delete like (laughs) I feel like it's like it's kind of like pushed me in a way um and so now I'm kind of like fuck it um let me say that. <laughs> you, you can say uh, totally can. Totally can. Um, so, uh, so sometimes I'll just be like, I'm, I'll like, I'm like curious how they'll react. I'm like, oh, it's about like chronic illness and dating and relationships. And so, like, like a response that I haven't loved is like, someone's like, oh, what, what chronic illness is? But like something that I did like is like someone was like, oh, how did you get into that topic? You know, kind of like hmm. coming from a place of like trying to get to know like the side of it of like why I'm passionate about certain things or things like that. Or like, um, yeah, like I said, just kind of trying to, I'm trying to think, I think, I think, yeah. Like, and then over time, just like, um, I think just like opening the door and the person will let you know, like how much they like want to share or not. And it's okay if you like keep asking and if they say they don't want to, that's okay too. Does that make sense? Yeah, <laughs> no, that, that, def- kind of like that definitely makes answer, sense. But- it, it, yeah, I think the biggest takeaway is like it, it's different for everyone. So you kind of have to feel it out and and just be curious, be interested, but don't like pry if they're not mm. giving you that. Yeah, I think one thing is um, like, it, this is not for like a first date, but like if you're like dating someone <clears throat> or you've been on a few dates, one thing that's nice to do, and this is like also if you're like a friend or whatever of someone with a chronic illness is, to ask how you can make the dates or the social gatherings or whatever space you're in accessible to them. Like, you know, um, if you can, like, if they need a different location or maybe they need to do like a virtual date or like whatever Mm. it may be. Um, And that really like 
lets that person know that you um, want to make this a good experience for them and accommodate them and stuff. So I think that that's something that means a lot. Yeah, that's great. That's that's really awesome. Well, Noah, thank you so, so much for talking about this and coming on and educating us. Um, I'm really excited for all of our listeners to hear all about this and, and just be more aware and understanding of what chronic illness is and, and especially dating when it comes to having chronic illness. Where can people find you? Where can people find your show? Um, yeah, well, thank you so much for, for having me on. Um, people can find the show. It's just Spooning with Spoonies. It's on Apple, Spotify, wherever. And um, you can follow on Instagram, Spooning with Spoonies pod. Um, and yeah, if you're a listener and you have chronic illness or you have a partner with chronic illness or you just want to be an ally, I would love to have you guys over there and join the community. So Amazing. Awesome. We, we'll definitely be over there. You will see us there. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much. Noah, thank, thank you for your time. Thank you for, for hanging out with seeing other people. And... and to everyone listening at home, don't forget to subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. Don't call Jonah a douche in your one-star rating. I'm coming back. I'm coming back in the, in the, uh, in the ratings. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> we had two haters. Stay tuned off. for next week's episode. We'll talk to you all soon. Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah, that too, Scout, that too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are Sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!